Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Good evening. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'm Lee, and I'm here tonight with my lovely wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. And you're joining us here with uh, Shadow, uh, he- Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, a Shadow of His Wings ministry. And we're glad you're here on this uh, first Sunday of November. We hope you're all getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving and beginning to count your blessings and your and your reasons why you're thankful. And I'm enjoying the cool weather. That's right. It, it's uh, it's we were talking earlier. It finally feels like fall, doesn't it? It's starting to. It's the best kind of fall we get in South Texas. So that's why we live here. These nice cool mornings and cool evenings. And uh, so we're blessed by that. And uh, we thank you for joining us on this Sunday evening. We hope you had a wonderful Lord's Day. And again, we are going to try and talk a little bit about wounding and and hurts in people's lives. We want to offer to you all that we are a call-in show, and so we want to first throw out our numbers. You can call locally at 210-340-9585 or toll-free at 877-630-5757. If you don't choose to call in, but you'd like to email us in a question, you could email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. We welcome your questions and comments, and we'd be glad to talk with you on the air if you have comments or questions there as well. We're interestingly excited about tonight. We're going to be talking about emotions, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right, Shay? That is what we're going to talk about, and I think the first question I would have for you just to kind of start the conversation off would be, what is the first thing you think about when I use the word or say to you emotions? Wow, she starts off hard, doesn't she? Um, <laughs> uh, emotions, I think, are interesting because I think uh, we have some conflicting views about emotions. I think on one hand, we like it when we're happy and when things are going well and we feel good and when our emotions are in the happy range. But we don't always feel that good when our emotions go into the not-so-happy range, whether we're sad or whether we're angry. You know, if you begin looking at a spectrum, you might find, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is you find emotions that are on the bright end of the spectrum, which would be happy, enthusiasm, joy, love, peace, all those great things that are on that end, and yet on the other side, uh, the darker end of the spectrum, you find sadness, anger, frustration. Uh, you can sometimes get into the deeper feelings of betrayal and, and jealousy and rage and some of those things that, uh, that we really don't like feeling. And so I think that's the, that's the thing that comes to mind for me is, Sometimes we're told it's great to be on the bright end of the spectrum, but it's not so great to be on the darker end of the spectrum. Well, and I would almost tend to think that a person, if they look at the question, you know, what do you think about when you hear the word emotion, you know, to just kind of look at what your answer would be. Would you automatically think of negative emotions or what some people would term as negative emotions, you know, growing up with, say, uh, pull your feet, pull your boots up by the bootstraps, or um, that's just water under the bridge. Quit wearing your, quit wearing your feelings on the end of your fingers. Right, right. Just get over it, move on, you know. Or you know, and I would tend to say that probably the majority of folks would automatically. When you think about emotions, you think about crying, sadness, sure. you know, some of those that would be termed as negative. But I just kind of want to delve into looking at, are they really negative? 
And and isn't that interesting? Because you're right. As soon as you when you started talking, uh, I I began to think when you said emotions. You're right. I think most of us do feel a little bit nervous, like, uh-oh, somebody's going to feel, and that's not good because we don't really know how to handle sadness. We don't really know how to handle anger, some of those harder things. It's hard. We just want to stay away from them. Well, and is that because of of what you've learned growing up? Sure. Well, it brings to mind, you know, and, and uh, this is not just made up. This are things that I've seen before, you know, those those folks in the grocery store that you sometimes run into that their child is crying and and you see them spank their hand and say if you don't stop crying I'm going to I'm going to make you I'm going to give you something to cry about you know sometimes you hear those kind of harsh words or statements you know a, a kid is crying and somebody's telling him to hush or don't cry and and so I think when you begin to think about those things it's interesting to start to kind of see that as an adult and look at what that does to our adult emotions, because it kind of tells us to shut them down. Exactly. And what do you do with that? Well, and I think what we learn is we learn to shut them down. We learn that, you know, nobody really wants to know how I feel, and it's really not important that I feel, and so I better just, uh, to use another term, pull myself up by my big girl, or big girl panties or my big boy pants and not feel. Right. Well, and I think it's interesting because I was, as I was kind of looking at emotions in my own kind of thinking this last week and what do we do with emotions, I started really thinking about, you know, how God really made us with emotion and that really they're not, they're not really supposed to be viewed as negative emotions. It's more where does your emotions take you? Absolutely. I think it's the taking us there that's scary for most of us because taking us to our emotions sometimes means that we might feel things that we've learned that people don't really know how to handle. And I think it's a, it's an amazing thing when you begin to look through the Bible. And I, I pray that folks are looking through the Bible because it's a wonderful place to see great life examples but I think it's wonderful when you begin to look through the Bible and you see that God himself was a feeling God. You know, there were times, uh, especially if you, I was looking through Exodus the other day uh, and just seeing that God at times, that his, his anger burned. And, and so I think it's, it is interesting to see that when God says he created us in his image, uh, that included some of his emotions as well. His emotions were always pure and without sin, but it was a great thing to begin looking at that he himself got angry and that he himself felt about his creation. And so, you know, I, I was just thinking, okay, and I had this verse right here and it says in Ephesians 4.26, it says, in your anger, do not sin. And to me, that just shows that, you know, even with past experiences, past hurts, past pain that has caused me to be anger or be angry, I have made choices that have caused me to go to sin because of that. You know, but if you think about times when Jesus was betrayed by people and hurt, and and saddened and grieved and you know thinking about the him in the garden of gethsemane and wanting the disciples to be with him and to just pray with him while he even went alone and he was in anguish when he was praying in the garden of gethsemane and it says that he that he was even he was he was in such anguish and he was praying so intently that it was like his sweat was pouring out like blood. And then he goes back, and his disciples were asleep. You know, I thought it was interesting, and I'm kind of wondering what you think about this, because it says that they were, they were so overwhelmed with their sorrow that they went to sleep. 
you know. And, you know, he says, can you not even stay up with me for an hour? I mean, I, I just sensed that there was some kind of, you know, it's like, wow, you know, you can't even stay up with me for an hour. But what struck me is when, when he said, when it says in the Bible that, they were overtaken by the sorrow, and that's kind of a negative emotion. That's, you know, they're taken over by grief or sorrow and sadness, you know. So they went to sleep, and he says, you know, you need to wake up and you need to pray so, so, you know, so you won't be taken in by temptation. What do you think about that? Well, I, my first thought is, is it's a great example of how our emotions can take us places that we may not really want to go. I think uh, Jesus, in his purity and his holiness, his emotions never went to sin. But I like the way uh, you put it, that that Jesus himself said, you know, stay awake and alert. He knew how our emotions affect us. And he knew that their emotions could overtake them and that we're pretty susceptible to falling into temptation and sin when our emotions overtake us. And I love that example because that's the amazing, that's just the amazingness of the word. It's the amazingness of God in that that's a wonderful example for us and how we deal with our emotions. And I know sometimes, you know, there's been frustration as we've worked with folks and trying to get in touch with their real emotions because they're like, I, you don't understand. I don't need to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't even know how to go there. But I think that in and of itself is an amazing example of how Christ knows how emotions can take us away. Exactly. They can take us away to places that we aren't, aren't even aware that we're going to until it's too late. Well, if you're interested in getting in on this conversation, you're welcome to give us a call. Our number is 210-340-9585. You can call toll-free at 877-630-5757. Maybe you have some emotions that you struggle with, or maybe you were told as a kid never to cry or to stop crying or not to feel, and we'd love to hear from you. Again, this is Shadow of His Wings Ministries, uh, Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, and uh, we are talking tonight about emotions, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think it's interesting to take our emotions for a second, because, you know, so often we're just told to stop, you know, don't, don't feel that way, you know. A kid is crying or, or an adult is crying and someone comes up and what's the first thing they usually say? Oh, it's okay. Don't cry. And, you know, the most amazing thing there is that crying is one way that we are allowed to get our emotions out. And I think it's a, it's a place of understanding when we can really look at emotions and see where they take us. Because sometimes they take us to a better place, actually. You know, I love the way you said earlier, uh, you said that it's not a sin to have wounds. Well, and if I could just share a verse real quick. Go for it. I wanted to share a verse in Hebrews. It's Hebrews four, fourteen and 15. And it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. But listen to this. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet, he did not sin. You know, and so that's what I'm kind of coming to the table and kind of offering, is that, you know, we have have emotions. And I think as we grow up, um, you know, we're because we look at this, right, and we're talking about healing hidden wounds. Well, automatically you think wounding is something negative. So I'm just wanting to offer to folks out there and just if you're out there and you have some hurts and some pains and sometimes, you know, you may feel like that's a negative thing. I'm just offering to you that it's not. You know, we have we have Jesus that came and he also felt emotion. 
yet he didn't sin. Absolutely. You know, he came and he felt the temptation. I'm sure, you know, when it talks about he had been tempted in every way, that's even, you know, even in his anger and even in his grief or his sadness and just, I, you know, I'm just imagining, you know, just the temptation of taking it that step beyond where, you know, it says in there, in your anger do not sin. Well, you, it, you have anger, but... It's that temptation to take it further. What do I do with my anger? So I'm just wanting to ask you, what do you do? You know, how can our our emotions lead us to sin? What would that look like for you? Well, I think, um, you know, I think the beauty of of seeing the example of Christ is seeing the perfect example. And I think because we're we're adult, I mean, we're human. Uh, some of us are kids. Some of us are adults. We we are not going to be perfect, but I think the way we take our emotions to to sin, the way we take can take our emotions to sin, is by not dealing with them. You know, I think when you know, if you think about an example, I, I always I go back to anger because I I love how the Bible specifically says, "In your anger, do not sin." And so that says you're going to be angry. And so a lot of people don't like anger. It's like you can be happy, you can put on a happy face, you can pretend everything's great, but do not be angry. And yet the Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. So the Bible already knows that we're going to get angry. And so I think what happens is if somebody doesn't help us deal with our anger, especially as a kid, you know, then it can go to sinful places. Because if you think about a kid who, let's say, uh, his mom or his dad just kind of sees him as a troublemaker. You know, he's always getting into things and he's always uh, spilling his milk at the dinner table because he's too busy jumping around because he's got a lot of energy. And so he gets, he kind of gets the negative brunt of mom and dad's emotions. And sometimes he gets mad because he doesn't understand why he's always the one feeling like he's not doing it right. And if nobody ever goes to that little boy and sits him down and says, you know what, sweetie, let's talk about why you got in trouble or let's talk about what happened, then he can begin to start carrying some of that anger around. And I always like to say that that anger not dealt with turns rancid. And rancid anger turns to bitterness and rage. And so what happens when those sinful words start to enter into our, into our heart, into our soul, then what is good, which is dealing with anger, which is not a sin, becomes a broken place of rage and bitterness. And so then you have this little boy who flies off the handle at the drop of the hat, who doesn't know how to deal with what used to be just kind of an anger. Now it's turned to more of a slow, simmering rage. And because the problem is, is no one's ever really helped him deal with his anger. You know, uh, I think the most amazing thing is when, again, an example of the Bible, that Jesus became upset with the money changers and he he threw the tables over and he got angry because of what they did. But I believe in his holiness, he also processed his feelings with his father, just like a child sometimes will have to process those feelings or really a father should process those feelings with his son. You know, I, I'm sorry I jumped on you, son, or I'm sorry I yelled at you. And if you're, if you don't do that, if you don't help him see that his anger is okay, but don't take it to sin, then it will go to sin. Because as he begins to develop this rancid anger that turns to, to, uh, to bitterness and to rage, then he doesn't know how to deal with it. And around that place, guess what forms? It's a stronghold. And Satan loves to set up camp in the strongholds of our wounds. Well, thanks. I was um, just sitting here, and I just wanted to say, if you're out there and, um, you know, maybe you're looking at some hurts and some pains, um, some emotions that you're not sure how to process, 
So we're kind of talking about processing feelings and processing emotions and what what are good feelings, what are bad feelings, good emotions and bad emotions. If you have any questions about that or just, you know, just kind of want to want to talk with us or um, ask us something about that, we would love to hear from you. Our number is 210-340-9585, or you can call us toll-free at 877-630-5757. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and something's coming to my mind as Shay was was talking, you know, perhaps you again, you know, we're we're not downing families. We're just talking about past and and wounds. Perhaps you grew up in a bit of what I would call the stifling family, you know, that emotions were always told to not whatever that word is, to not be, to not do, to not express. You know, sometimes the normal Norman Rockwell painting, the the beautiful Christmas scene or the beautiful Thanksgiving table, sometimes it goes awry. You know, sometimes there are emotions. Sometimes people get sad. Sometimes this is a hard time of year as we're coming up on holidays. And sometimes uh a, a person is is feeling whatever they're feeling, and yet they're in a family. Uh, whether it be a child or a teenager or even adult, it's that people are saying, don't feel here. You know, don't tell me you're upset. Put on a happy face. It's, it's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. It's, and just be okay. And so maybe you're struggling a little bit with just being okay. You know, I think sometimes we are taught, you know, and certainly we'll talk a little bit about when emotions go too far. But certainly it's okay to, to feel, and sometimes I think we're taught, just don't feel, put it away. And I think that causes what we talked about just a minute ago about those rancid feelings, those those maybe sadness, you know, maybe you're hurt, maybe someone hurts your feelings, and you didn't really deal with it. However, you know, and we'll talk about some ways to deal with emotions, but when you don't deal with that hurt, then it turns to other things. It turns to resentment. It gets rancid. And I really want to get that picture out there of there's nothing wrong with anger, but rancid anger turns to bad. There's nothing wrong with sadness, but rancid sadness or hurt goes to bad. All those things can lead us to sin. So why don't we just talk a little bit about what, you know, how can somebody know if, their sadness has become rancid sadness or her their their hurt has become rancid hurt and not just you know just um i'm just hurt you know where where is that line and how can somebody know how to tell well i think um something i would throw out and i'd love to be able to talk about it again you can call us at 210-340-9585 or 877- Six three zero five seven five seven. Um, I think when something starts to turn rancid, it goes to those sin words. It goes to not just sadness anymore, but it goes to resentment. Or it doesn't just go to sadness anymore. It goes to um, deep devastation, hopelessness, uh, all is lost mentality. Uh, nothing is good. Uh, um, almost a a dark feeling of of maybe even a dark feeling of death. I don't mean necessarily just suicide, but sometimes people get so into the place of sadness that they take their sadness to death. There's nothing worth living for. There's nothing worth being on this earth for. Or maybe it's a little more subtle. You know, there's not, nothing worth getting out of the house for. There's nothing worth having friends for. Why do I need to even be around that person? Rancid hurt can turn to uh, just a bitterness towards that person. Uh, maybe not really a place of understanding what happened or, or processing the pain if a person has hurt you, but just kind of holding it to yourself and saying, you know what, I'm just never going to talk to that person again. I'm going to reject them before they can reject me. Or I'm going to take this sadness to the place of isolation. I don't, I'm just not going to trust people. 
I won't trust you because you hurt me. And if you could hurt me, other people could hurt me as well. And so I just will take all of these things to the places of, of, to the absolute nth degree. My sadness is no longer just I'm sad. It's I have nothing good in my life. And we can accidentally speak curses into our life when we begin to do that because then there's nothing of hope and the ray of sunshine can't get through. And I'm not saying the false ray. I'm, th- I'm talking about the, the true ray of sunshine, that one place where Jesus can speak in and say, you know, I know everything else has fallen apart. I know that that person hurt you or I know they rejected you, but I have hope for you. See, faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. In that moment where a person has taken their sadness or their hurts to the the place of a stronghold is where they can't crawl out now. They don't know how to get out. The slope is slippery. And so there's no light shining into that place saying, you know what, there's always hope. There's always other people, and there's always a fresh start for a, a new tomorrow. Next, uh, we will come back after this break. I want to offer to you the telephone numbers are 210-340-9585 or 877-630-KSLR. We look forward to having you join us when we return. Love has done its part. Now let him reign my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign my life and my Love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my. Welcome back to Healing Hidden Wounds. We're here tonight to. Look at emotions, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're here to, to do a little standoff tonight against our emotions and uh, what they can do and whether they're good or they're bad or they're ugly. And, and make sure they don't turn ugly. That's what we're kind of trying to talk about. That's right. And we appreciate the, the music tonight. We thank the uh, Mark, our, our producer over here. We thank you. Uh, I'm going to pray, too, before we start our second uh, our second half here. Lord, I just want to praise you, uh, for just your goodness. And, and I just want to pray. I really do feel for those who may be struggling in their emotions right now and may just be afraid that there's nothing good that they can see. Or maybe they're just have become angry over the years, bitter, uh, resentful. Maybe they're closed off. And if they're sitting somewhere and, and just listening, I just want to pray specifically for their hearts because I don't look at this as something that is just supposed to stop, like stop it, don't do this anymore. I look at this as, you know, it got overwhelming. And so I, I ask you, Lord, to help them in their overwhelming emotion. Because I don't know really that any of us choose to head off a path to become bitter and resentful and, and angry or live in a place of hopelessness. But I think sometimes as all sin is, as all brokenness is, it overtakes us. And so I just pray, Jesus, that you'd help them to know, just like we've been speaking hopefully on every show we've had so far, that you came to set the captive free. And that's captive from anything. That is captive from our own pain, our own hurts, our own anger, and our own emotion when they go to not-so-great places. And so I just praise you, Lord, that you love to make all things new and that you came so that we would have life and live it abundantly. 
And so we thank you, Jesus, for all that you do for us. And we praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I was just sitting and I was thinking about um, emotions and feelings and just kind of how it takes root in a person's soul. And so, you know, whatever is in your soul is going to show in the way you live and show in your life. And we can kind of look at that in in a little bit. I think we have a call. Yes, I think we have a caller on the line. We have Sue. Hi, Sue. You're joining Healing Hidden Wounds. My name is Lee. How can I help you tonight? Um, I heard you say something about resentment and anger. Um, My kids have always, I think now, gotten a lot of anger in them. My husband has a tendency to always want to stifle everything they say, or if anybody starts arguing or has any anger, he just, you know, cut out, get rid of it, you know, just stop, stop, stop. He never lets them bring it up to the surface, and I think there's a lot of, of resentment in the family, all of us, because of that. I just don't really know what to do with it. <laughs> well, you know, and, and Sue, that's your first name, is that right? Yes. Uh-huh. You know, Sue, the first thing that comes to mind is is that, you know, it's that's... Um, that's a bit of what we talked about earlier. You may not have heard the whole thing, but it's about it's called stifling. And and when someone says, "No, no, stop it, stop it, don't go, don't go there, don't think about it," um, it can sometimes shut a kid down. It can cause their hearts to shut down, to where they just know, you know, it's, there's no use even talking about it because he's not going to let us, or he's not going to want to talk, or he won't really know what to tell us, or he'll say that it's just, you know, we should just let it go. Uh, and I would just offer to you that, you know, if you're, if you're looking for maybe a first step to take, is you can't, you may not be able to change your husband, but sometimes, you know, as the Lord leads and as you begin to pray, sometimes what helps is to sit down with them, even like on a one-on-one basis and just say, you know, honey, you seem to be angry about this, or you seem to feel this, or, or, or talk to me about it, let's you and I talk about it. What do you think would happen? What do you think your your children might do if you said that? Um, I'm afraid they still might try to blame me for not, you know, stepping up and letting letting you know them speak up too. I don't I don't know. I guess in a lot of ways I'm I'm tired of arguing with him about that. So I I'm not sure. I think sometimes they still want to blame me. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> sure. Well, you know the the crazy thing is is. <laughs> That's something my, well, Shay and I were talking about as well, is that sometimes it's hard to sit down and be willing to open that can of worms with our kids, even if they might blame you initially. But I think a great healing place might be is, you know what, I can't, I can't always change what another person does. Uh, we're going to do a show probably next week on, on loving and letting go, which is trying not to, to, to control people. So you can't really make someone change, but you can go to your kids and say, you know, I can't really change what your dad does. He has a hard time maybe feeling, maybe he was taught not to feel when he grew up, but why don't you and I talk about it? And I'm sorry if you think I should have done something else, but can we just talk about what you feel and keep coming back to their feelings? Because guess what? They're kids that may not really know how to feel. They may not have been taught how to feel. Well, and at some point, I just want to kind of interject here that it may be important for your kids to build trust that they can share. It may be important for you to start sharing some emotions and some feelings with them as well. You know, cause it kind of, if you can step out and start trusting, you know, to be able to share your heart, that teaches them that they can share their, their heart with you. And so, you know, you, you want to be cautious about what you share with them, but, but to let them know sharing is an okay thing and and yes you you've been told just get over it and this and that but guess what we're learning something new now and and certainly if even if your husband isn't on board with that you can say you know i'm learning something new we want to learn something new and and you probably you know want to shy away from saying any emotions you might have about the way your husband deals with emotions in the family but just by an example, opening up the door of the things that you feel about. Because I'm sure you have feelings, right, Sue? Yes, uh-huh. 
and just to let your kids know or take those opportunities. You know, God is the great, He's a, he, Jesus is our wonderful counselor. And so if you just kind of start praying and saying, Lord, show me some doors that begin to open and then, and then say, you know, let me tell you, son or daughter, what I feel about that. And, and that may open the door a little bit. And, and you may have a little bit of anger at first because stifled emotions oftentimes lead to anger. But as you can begin talking to them about, hey, and I get your anger and I understand it and I'm sorry you're angry, uh, but let's talk about what you feel beneath the anger because usually there's sadness or hurt beneath the anger. Mm, okay. Does that help? Yes, that does. Well, you're welcome to call back in or you can email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com if you have any other questions. We're glad you called in tonight. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sue. You know, that's a, a, a wonderful example of, of just how we sometimes don't know how to handle emotions in a family. You know, and, and I know we talked about them at the beginning of the, uh, of the show, but some of those statements that we're taught growing up about don't feel, quit wearing your finger, your feelings on the end of your fingers. Uh, if you want something to cry about, I'll give you something to cry about. You know, all those things can so stifle the human heart. Because it's my belief that our heart is supposed to be a flowing river. Because out of our heart is the, flows the wellspring of life. And so I think when our emotions get clogged up, when somebody says you're not allowed to feel, then it shuts down that flow. It keeps us, it kind of shuts us down and we don't know what to do with it. And then we don't know what to feel. And so when things start to get kind of clogged up, we're not sure how to feel. And that's where things start going to, to not so great places. So um, so I just would want to ask you, you know, you shared a story with me. And I think it's a good example of how, like a while ago I was talking about how emotions and feelings, they take root in your soul. You know, and I know in the Bible it talks about the root of bitterness. And so what is in your soul is going to be reflecting out in the way you live. So I just wanted you to kind of go through that through that story that you told me about the little boy and him at school. Okay. Uh, yeah, this was a story that uh, I think I told a couple of, of shows ago, but it is a great story uh, because it helps kind of flesh out what what this truly does and and I just want you know you all whomever's listening to kind of put yourself in in the shoes of this of this little boy let's say he's eight or nine years old and he gets through at school and he he grabs his backpack and he's expecting to walk out and see mom in the line of cars uh, to to pick him up at the end of the day and he goes out and and he walks to where she normally is and and she's not there yet. So he thinks, okay, no worries. Uh, so he sits there. Maybe he, uh, kicks the rocks around with his feet a little bit. And, and, um, the next thing he knows, he's sitting down. And then the next thing he knows, he's still looking down the road, hoping that her, you know, her blue minivan will be driving up any minute now. And he keeps waiting and, He's not too worried just yet, but then he starts to realize that there are people that are, you know, starting to disperse and, and the buses are leaving and, and, uh, he's not sure what's going on, but he knows that it's, that's never been this long before. And the next thing he knows, the teacher's coming up and saying, has your mom not come to get you yet? And they're sitting and she's asking him for a telephone number and, and, uh, Lo and behold, he looks around. There's no one there but he and his teacher. And the interesting thing is, is now he feels forgotten. He's not sure what happened, but he knows that I'm I'm here by myself. And maybe mom, sure, she drives up and and she says, "I'm so sorry. I lost track of time. I looked up and the and I was working on something and I looked up and I was running late." And so she drives in and she takes him home but there's something there that causes a feeling and maybe she doesn't handle it well maybe she doesn't even ask him about it maybe she says i'm sorry i'm sorry i had to get dinner ready and 
And yet he never really gets to open that, that wound. He never hears her say, you know what, sweetie, I'm so sorry that I left you there and I'm so sorry that you had to stay there. I'm sure you wondered where I was and because we all make mistakes. And so it's not about, you know, telling the mom how horrible she is, but it's the beginning of looking at a, a place of a potential wound. You know, we're, we sometimes get chinks in our armor where we have woundedness that starts to develop. And so here's a potential wound where he says, you know, uh, she just isn't trustworthy. And so maybe for the next several trips, he's still thinking she's probably not going to remember me. And maybe she never forgets him again. But he still carries that. And until somehow somebody gets to that wound, and I'm not saying we all know it. I'm not saying that even mom thinks there's a wound there. Maybe she thinks it's all been taken care of. But he carries it for a while. And it begins to color the way he looks at people. It colors the way he looks at his friends, like can people really be trusted? And and I I call it a bucket. So now he has this this wound in his trust bucket, and so every time somebody lets him down, their experience goes in that bucket. And that bucket begins to show him, you know, he forgets the times that he can trust everybody, and people do come through for him. But all he begins to focus on is that one wounded place where that bucket is that he throws every time he doesn't get invited to a, a, a party or every time, you know, a girl he asks out doesn't go out with him or he says, see, people just can't be trusted. And so he holds himself back from life all because that bucket keeps reminding him because of that wound. And so then he looks up one day and he wonders why he's alone and why maybe he's had some trouble with holding down jobs and maybe he has trouble with relationships and maybe he's been married and divorced or maybe he never got married. Because you know what? Again, his bucket says you just can't trust people. And so that, in my opinion, is a story that kind of helps describe how woundedness can turn into, I'm sorry, how... uh, how a and a real emotion of fear, a real emotion of, oh, my gosh, my mom has forgotten me, can turn into a lifetime of of change, of not allowing that man to grow into God's best, but taking God's best from him by reminding him of all the things that went in that bucket. Because the truth is, we all know he had good, trustworthy days as well. But when we get wounded, those trustworthy days don't tend to stand out as as brightly as those days where he couldn't trust. So that's where he keeps putting that in his bucket. And the the most dis- disheartening thing is that he loses out on God's best. He loses out on the adventure that God has for him because he also grows into a place of believing that God doesn't trust him. I mean, I'm sorry, that he doesn't trust God. That you know what, if mom's not trustworthy, if friends aren't trustworthy, then how do I know God's really going to come through for me? And I know some people may be thinking, wow, that's an exaggeration. That's, But I'm telling you, I've worked with folks who have that very similar journey of where one woundedness causes that broken place in their armor that just takes them down a path of losing a lot of things. And I think God hates that because he loves it when we live life abundantly and in his perfect will. And so sometimes those broken places can take us out of his perfect will. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. That's, you know, I'm just, I'm sitting here as you're talking and I'm something we were starting to touch on a little while ago was strongholds and how emotions and feelings that, that aren't bad, you know. They're 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 okay feelings. You know, they're not good feelings. They don't feel good. It doesn't feel good to feel angry. It doesn't feel good to feel hurt, sad. It doesn't feel good to grieve. You know, those don't feel good, but they're not bad emotions. And so, you know, when you look at when you know, when you pass that line or when you cross over beyond the temptation to take your emotions that are not necessarily 
bad, they feel bad, but you take, you go beyond that line of temptation, you take it to a place of sin, you know, does it become a stronghold at some point? I just want to offer our number again is 210-340-9585 and toll free 877-630-5757. We'd love to hear from you. And we are Healing Hidden Wounds and sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. So um, we just want to talk. I just wanted to ask you a little bit about strongholds and and. You know, when it goes to sin, does it become a stronghold? Can it become a stronghold? I think it most definitely can become a stronghold. I think, you know, what we've kind of, we've been talking about, um, for several weeks and kind of the basis of our, our, our program is looking into wounds that we can't really find. They're called healing hidden wounds. And so a stronghold is usually something that affects our life deeply, but it's not something we're super aware of. And so certainly if you don't handle wounds, if you don't handle the hurt in your life, if you don't handle the anger that you feel, then it can definitely go to a stronghold. And a stronghold is a place where a wound has happened and Satan has begun packing lies into that wound. Lies that say, let's say a person uh, grew up in, with an angry parent and so they've become very angry and they felt very stifled in their lives and they felt very much unheard. And so they began to grow so, so angry that it turns to sin because they can't find a place to express themselves. And so their anger turns to rage and their anger turns to revenge and their anger turns to bitterness or whatever else because hurt gets wrapped in there as well. That's a, that's a, a breeding place for a, for a stronghold that then Satan loves to pack lies in that say, see, nobody really likes you and you're never going to get a fair shake and no one's going to treat you fairly. And you know what? You need to just get out of this situation or you just need to fight back or you just need to scream louder than they're screaming or you need to, or you need to give up. You just need to say, forget it. And you just go through life as a robot, you know? I just want to offer to anyone listening, if those are some of the thoughts that have gone through your head, you know, Satan is the father of lies. And he loves to say things in our woundedness, in our broken places, in those strongholds. He loves to say things like you're never and you're always and you might as well give up and you might as well shut down and you might as well just get angrier and you might as well forget it. Those things, if you hear anything that sounds that familiar to that or similar to that, then you may have a stronghold there. If you can't seem to understand why you carry a lot of anger or why you have a lot of sadness and you don't see a lot of hope in life, you very well could be struggling in a place of a stronghold and there's some lies there that have maybe taking you to sin. It may be causing you, that's where I think, you know, if you want to know maybe if you have some some habitual sin or you have some broken places that cause a lot of sin in your life, then you may have a place that has formed a stronghold and you don't know how to, to get out of it. You know, that's where some of the things we've talked about come in through in previous shows. You know, sexual brokenness, alcohol, drugs, relationship issues, can't seem to keep a friendship. Uh, going to sin with regards to our relationships, screaming, yelling, physical violence, things that go to, you know, those sinful places. It's not because you're just this crazed person that doesn't know how to handle their life. It's because there's a broken place there. It's a wound that's never been dealt with that has now gone rancid. And Satan loves that broken, dark place of wounding where he can begin to tell lies. I just want to offer to you again, Shadow of His Wings Ministry is a ministry for healing and hope. We offer counseling. We offer uh, 
retreats. We have a retreat coming up, a ladies' retreat called Journey to Joy. It's November, I believe it's the 21st through the 23rd. It's for wives whose husband have gotten into habitual sexual sin and they just need a place to heal. You know, if you're looking for healing from a stronghold of hurt or a stronghold that's that's caused by the pain that someone else has done to you, then that may be a great retreat for you to attend because that's what we try to do is we try to empty out that wound. We try to allow a wife to purge those things that hurt. And so the Journey to Joy is coming up again November 21st through the 23rd. We also have a Fervent Warrior Men's Retreat coming up in the last weekend in January. I believe it's the 30th through the 1st. Those are all on our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. That is our hope is to try and share with you how to get freedom. Because we found freedom through the broken places in our life. And what we found was that there were strongholds. And so wounds are created by undealt with emotion. I hope you found, right, Shay? I hope they found this, this tonight, that they are, that their wounds are not sin. And that their feelings are not sinful. Amen. But sometimes not dealing with them can take it to sin. Amen. If you'd like to continue to to listen to us on the air, if you'd like this show and you want it to continue, please know we're a listener-supported radio show. And so we take donations to stay on the air. If you'd like to make a donation, you can go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com and go on the Donate tab. We are a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and we'd love to see you back next week when we're going to start talking about uh, exchanging love and, I'm, I'm sorry, exchanging control for love. And uh, we will see you next week when we'll examine loving and controlling and which one's the better one, of course. Good night. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.